0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads.
1: Cheese Get on your feet. It's curd and law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan, along with our guy Ryan Horvat from BetMGM Tonight. Uh, and catch, uh, of course, weeknights, BetQL uh, Radio Network, all across this fine country. You can also check out the podcast as well uh, if you miss anything there. Uh, Ryan Horvath, the, uh, you predicted a roll-out-the-helmets game. It wasn't necessarily roll out the helmets. It would have been had they been able to punch it in there at the end. But they pretty much had control of the game, just like you said they would uh, before it was all said and done. And now we got Miami coming up on Christmas Day, and we'll get into that later in the week as we do our curtain long podcast. I I, uh, I guess first talking about a 24-12 victory for the Packers over the Rams, did, did anything really surprise you in that football game? Because for me – I guess I probably should have saw the usage of A.J. Dillon going up at some point probably, but I was kind of surprised by it Be kind of became the A.J. Dillon game. No, he didn't have huge offensive rushing numbers. No, he didn't have huge receiving numbers, but he kind of was the guy in that game last night.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he gets dinged up, which sucked for me because I played his rushing prop over 42 and a half yards, and we were right there, man. He gets injured. They bring Aaron Jones. Yeah, but in. it's not
1: a concussion. He gets it for sure, or
2: Yeah, whatever it was. I, I mean, now it's just you, we need they need A.J. Dillon back for Christmas Day against Miami because right now he's running the football very well. Uh, there's a reason why they drafted him in the second round, these cold weather games. And I know it was a rough start to the season. I don't think they're really using him the right way, but now he's rolling. Zach Tom on the offensive line. Uh, got to give a game ball to him, obviously. Plenty of game balls to go around, but as far as surprising me, you know what surprised me was the effort, and I knew they were going to win that game immediately on the opening kickoff, to be honest, because the coverage team flies down, they make a play, they make an open field tackle, and they were pumped up immediately. Like, I haven't seen that energy from this team, and again, this goes back to if we saw this energy from this team against the Commanders, against the Giants, against the Jets, they're not in a situation where they're 6-8 and eight and they need to win out to get in the playoffs, because that's what you wanted to see from this team they look like they wanted to be there everybody that's on that field right now looks like they want to be there and really quick let me go back because i think that was a roll out the helmets game this is why i love sports betting so much because if you look at that score from last night it's 24 to 12 doesn't look like a blowout but if you look at the advanced box score you're gonna see the packers dominated that game 300 45 total yards to the Rams, 156. But you know what surprised me, Sparky? was They finally did what I've been asking all season long control the clock, run the football. You know, that helps out your defense. Time of possession last night Packers, 37 minutes, 19 seconds. They had the ball. The Rams, 22 minutes, 41 seconds. They forced two turnovers in that game, or they forced a turnover. They get the pick, uh, Rasul Douglas. 27 first downs to just 13 from the Rams. And we even almost got that 300 yard pass. Passing game for Aaron Rodgers probably should have got that 300 yard passing game if him and Alan Lazard are on the same page on that terrible interception. I don't know whose fault that is. Don't care. Big win. I was just surprised oh, by Rodgers' energy.
1: Rodgers put it on Lazard in the press conference. Well, he, Rodgers I, said, hey, he, he man, put
2: he, it on he, both of them. I don't think that there should be – I don't think that should be an issue Uh, once we hit week 10, to be honest with you. He's like, I don't know if he thought I was going to put it on him. I thought he was going to keep going. He's a blah, vet. Blah, blah. Yeah, and he's a veteran. And, and, and listen, so on the Manning
1: cast, fans like, oh, dude, that's on Aaron. Like, he's got to throw that ball on him or whatever. And then the the post game presser, Aaron Rodgers is like, well, I, I was expecting him to continue running. Obviously, he thought – he stopped or whatever – my follow-up to that would have been so you were trying to throw the ball to him to get hit going towards the DB. You wanted him to run towards the DB and have a jump ball. That that was the plan. That's how that's what you were expecting him to do to get him the ball. Like, to me, that makes no sense. Like the yeah, DB yeah. was farther back, clearly. And if where he throws it, even if Lazard keeps running, there's going to be a collision in the air trying to catch that football. Versus Lazard who stops short and goes, okay, here I am. And you throw it over his head. So there's way. been a
2: couple times this year, man, where he's let his guys right into oncoming traffic yes. it with Aaron Jones last night too. Yeah, let's, I'm going to pin that on Rodgers though. Exactly. And, and even if it wasn't, Lazard's not going to come out in his press or his postgame comments and say yeah, Rodgers screwed that up because then he won't see another target. I, I, I said immediately after that though because I'm a, I'm a better and I bet Alan Lazard under 45 and a half receiving yards and I said that's the best thing that could happen. Sure, it sucks for the Packers, but Rodgers isn't going back to him and he did. And after the game, man, Rodgers Rodgers complimented the wide receiver room, talked about Romeo Dobbs. He calls him Rome's now, I guess. Complimented Christian Watson, but also was a little hard on Christian Watson. And I think you kind of have to be because with him, you know, when he talked about this, Romeo Dobbs, he's already, man, a very crisp route runner. Christian Watson, he's still kind of a project. He's just so damn good. He reminds me of the kid that like, you, you got the kid, right, and 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 he's out there every single day busting his ass practicing. And then you have the kid that just shows up, and maybe he's a basketball player. He's like, I don't even really like football, but you put him on the field, and he's just so damn gifted and so talented. And he's six five, and he runs a four three forty. That's what Christian Watson reminds me of, right? Like it's not all there yet, but when it when it does become all there, when he becomes you know a route runner, if 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 he picks up like Devontae Adams skills, who's going to stop that guy? What's going to stop him from being a top five receiver in this league? The other
1: thing that I brought thought was interesting was Aikman brought it up, and I guess I had never thought about it, and I'm sure you probably have, you, you probably know guys that were this where this fits the mold, um, but he said that, you know, to that point of Watson and his route running, he said it's harder to be that crisp route runner the taller you are. Yeah. It's harder because of how long your legs are and everything else. It's harder to do that versus, you know, if you're six foot, six foot one. But when you start getting to be six, four, six, five, six, six, whatever, you know, it becomes a little bit more difficult to have those crisp Sprouts run uh, the way that, you know, you, you want these guys to run them. And that's okay, I think, for the Packers. They're two different players. And Goody gets credit for that. Now, where does Samari Touré fit into all of this, you know, going into next year and, and his role in all this? Because I don't think – I mean – We'll find out what Lazar gets offered. But, you know, if Lazar gets offered any type of real money, I can't imagine they're matching that. They're probably just going to be like, it's been real. See you later. Randall Cobb will play here as long as Rodgers plays here. So, you know, he'll be back. Um, And then, you know, do they draft another wide receiver in, say, the second, third, fourth round, something like that? There's no way they're wasting a first-round pick on a wide receiver right now. They do not need to waste a first-round pick on a wide receiver with this wide receiver room. But while the wide receivers were great, ryan horvath you've watched football a long time how old are you 35 35 okay 36 i just turned 36 actually jesus okay, so, you're, old. so you're a decade younger than me okay but yeah. still 36 is a long time so you watch a lot of packer football tell me if you can remember because i can't my memory is going you get older i know it was the last time on a fourth and three the packers handed off the football and got a first down even if you don't say first down, what was the last time on a fourth and three, they handed off the ball to begin with, to try and get the first down. What was the last time that dude threw the ball, like six consecutive times got into the red zone where he's going to improve his stats and they throw for a touchdown and they run on fourth and three. And then two more plays after that. What in the hell was that? I, I was like, okay, maybe I'm getting maybe I'm getting sick. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe I'm coming down with something. Maybe I should go to urgent care. Because I definitely did not just see that occur. I, I And then, what I really don't... Nobody asked him about it in a post-game presser. I watched it on my phone last night because I interviewed Paul Bradle uh, from Dairyland Express and Packer Wire. Go to 1250amthefan.com and listen to that. Great interview. Paul is really good. And he was at the game covering the game for ESPN Lacrosse. And... I thought for sure that would come up. Like, Aaron, when was the last time you handed off a ball on fourth and three, college, high school, ever? Like, has that ever happened in your life, ever? And the fact that he went with it and said, okay, coach, I'll hand it off if that's what you want me to do. Because you know, what did you expect him to check out and be like, the hell with this? Hey, hand off on fourth and three. I'm going to throw a jump ball in the corner of the end zone and let Watson go get it. That's what I'm doing. I'm not handing off
2: on fourth than three. You're nuts. Like, yeah. There's so many aspects of that play and that whole sequence that just boggles my mind. And it's crazy, man, because, you know, I mean, like growing up, you know, my grandfather, we he ran the double wing at Julia Catholic. So all they did was run the football. And I remember growing up, I played quarterback and I was like, I don't want to go to high school there because I want to throw the football. But I've always been a pound the football kind of guy. You know, it's grown on me and I just... It's funny. We're live on the air and I'm like, run the football, run the football on fourth and three. And I'm doing the show with Trista and she's like zero percent chance they're running the football. And they actually did finally like the last couple weeks. And here's what I'm saying, man. They've used A.J. Dillon the way that they should have been the way that they should have been using A.J. Dillon all season long. And Aaron Jones, like this is a running football team that opens up the pass game. It opens up the play action game. And um Man, what a play call. I wish somebody would have said it or would have asked Rodgers, like you said, though, because I was trying to think of just the last time that the Packers as a team have run the ball on fourth and two, fourth and three. I would have to go back maybe when Brett Hundley was filling in that season. Maybe. Maybe. But I doubt it, man. It was a shocking play call. It feels like the last couple of weeks, Rogers went back, and he was like, you know what? I tried to do it my way this season, and damn it, that was not working. It was a mess, and I'm an embarrassment right now. People are ripping me. People are talking about me retiring. Look at the interceptions I've thrown. He threw another one last night. Call so now that, finally, one. that now he's finally I- running LaFleur's. Maybe what it took was Jordan Love going in in the fourth quarter of that Philadelphia game, running LaFleur's offense, Moving the ball down the field, Rodgers watching that like, oh, man, maybe if I just actually run this offense, we could move the ball, push the ball down the field, score some points. And uh, last night they did so. So love seeing that. Makes the A.J. Dillon pick make more sense, doesn't it, in the second round Let's if you're going to use them the right way? know what it is. So there's a couple of things here on what you just said. First
1: of all, the 10 interceptions, call that on the big show over the summertime. I said with all these young receivers, there's no way he's not going to throw double figure interceptions. He's just going to, because they're going to run the wrong routes, they're going to do the wrong things. He's going to throw picks. It's going to be on them. It's not going to be on him. Like he's going to throw double figure t- interceptions. So that to me is not surprising at all. That is to be expected. And I would if he was smart, which he is, I'm sure he knew his interceptions were going to go up this year. But that was a vet there with Lazard that that interception came on. Okay. Secondly, do you remember when McCarthy was here? And they had this big bruising running back similar to A.J. Dillon named Eddie Lacy. And he would ignore Eddie Lacy for half the season until it got to November and December. And then all of a sudden that's when he decided now we're going to feed the beast. Now we're going to go September, October weather was good. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it 10 carries. Then you get to December and now it's like Eddie Lacy time. All right, let's go. Now we're here. Now let's go. And I don't know if Lafleur does this on purpose or not, but I feel like we're right back to where we were. Like if you have a big bruising running back, In the NFL, you're supposed to just ignore, unless you're Tennessee, who has no quarterback in Tannehill. But but otherwise, you're supposed to ignore him until it gets cold out and you're a cold-weather team and then run the football with him. It it hurts either way in the fourth quarter, folks. I'm telling you right now. Does it hurt more when it's colder? Sure. But no linebacker, no cornerback or safety wants to tackle that dude in the fourth quarter of a football game after he's got 12 or 13 carries against them? No chance. I don't care if it's 80 degrees outside or if it's 5 outside.
0: This episode is brought Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: No, I completely agree. And there's a couple things there. So... The problem with Eddie Lacy early on in the season, and he's one of my favorites of all time, man. Like, I was at the wild card game against San Francisco, which unfortunately they lose because Micah Hyde can't pick that pass off and take it for six. Still love Micah Hyde. Uh, And in that game, man, they were just feeding the beast. And I remember all of Lambeau just chanting, Eddie. And that was one of my favorite draft picks of all time. I loved Eddie Lacy but man, did he have a hard time staying in shape and coming into camp in shape all the time. And I think that sometimes was the problem early on in the season, McCarthy Rogers, they would grow frustrated with that, but I'm completely with you. And that's the thing, man. I, can't stand when Aaron Jones has five touches going into the half or when we finish a game and he has nine carries for like 62 yards. Yeah, but Also, I kind of understand it because he takes some vicious hits. He is a little dude. That's why I love the combo of A.J. Dillon as the power back, Aaron Jones as the speed back, and then you could use him more as a pass catcher, but also that's kind of what drove me nuts a little bit in the first half last night. Christian Watson really wasn't in the game plan until the second half. I want to see more end-arounds, man. Set the edge, you know, kind of Once they really have to worry about defending the outside, the edge with Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, that's when you eat inside up the middle with uh, AJ. And this is what they should have been doing all season long. And I know it makes sense now in these cold weather games, but I'm with you. Like, this is what drives me nuts. If they were running this game plan, this offensive game plan, early on in the season, they're not in this position because this is a good offense right now. And when they're able to stay on the field for 38 minutes, this is still um, – they're not the top 10 defense we thought they were, but that's a pretty damn good defense. We see the talent. The problem is, man, they're not built to be on the field all day long because Rodgers is just heaving deep balls down the field to cast for the friendly ghost, and it's three and out, three right. and out any defense is going to wear down except for the Denver Broncos. I don't know how they continue to do it, man, you know, but like, that's been the problem with the defense. They're on the field way too much. Now, We're getting the perfect mix. They're running the football 38 minutes. They had the ball last night. The Rams had the ball for 21 minutes. And sure, it's the Rams with Baker Mayfield and Tutu Atwell and Cam Akers, who had way too good of a game for my liking. He's the least efficient back in the league. He has a 15-yard run, his longest run of the season against this team. Um, But shout out, man, because Kenny Clark finally came alive again uh, and the defense balled out. But, yeah, I'm with you. Use A.J. Dillon more.
1: Okay, so uh, another player that came up in the interview with Paul Brett, uh that people can check out is, I asked him, like, what am I missing here? Like, Robert Tunyon was, like, Rogers guy, yeah. right? I mean, you look at targets. He's got, like, two targets this game. He had, like, two targets last week. He hasn't had more than, like, four targets, I don't know, a handful of times, maybe. He had one game where he had 12, I want to say, earlier in the year. Maybe was against the Jets without looking it up. Um, something along those lines. He has not had many targets, and to me, that's surprising for a number of reasons. One, contract here, right? So he's trying to get paid. So you would think he'd be a little bit more talkative to Rogers, Like, dude, yeah, I got to get paid. Whether you're the quarterback here next year, Jordan Love, or if I'm in another city, but I, I need the damn ball. You got to throw me the ball more. Uh, maybe he's not getting open, or maybe they're not. he's not going out on as many routes. I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to run down Dusty Evely, my film analyst for an interview uh this week and i I want to see what he sees in the all 22 throughout the year on tony maybe they're keeping him back to block more to help out this offensive line i'm not sure but that's one aspect we talk about the draft all the time and who they should look at and who they should get whatever else and we brought up mayor that that kid from notre dame in the first round i don't know if they go tight end in the first round but they they might want to consider maybe a tight end or two uh in the upcoming draft because if this isn't going to be the guy is not going to be the guy and you're not going to bring him back either Then They're going to need, because not having that tight end in this offense Is a big letdown, could you imagine if you had two, two running backs Like Dylan and Jones and were able to play a double tight end formation With two athletic tight ends with Dobbs and Watson Oh my god, I mean, it would be done, 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 done If you had somebody that could stretch the field down the middle
2: Completely agree. And Michael Mayer, I obviously love him. I'm a big Notre Dame fan. They call him baby Gronk. Guy's going to be a stud. But here's the thing. I'm not taking a tight end in the first round, man. Like, I thought it was crazy when Atlanta took Kyle Pitts, and I love Kyle Pitts. I His love Kyle year, Pitts. gets in the end zone one time. No, he's great, man, but I just – I'm not taking a tight end in the – I'm not taking a tight end top 15. I'll take a tight end in the first round, later pick. But I think uh, Michael Mayer is going pretty early. Let the Bears do that. Every year they're taking a tight end. Bears are at two right now in the draft order. They
1: ain't taking them at two. And they'll probably
2: take another tight end. They love their tight ends, man. They drafted Cole Komet, paid Jimmy, yes. uh, Jimmy Graham. They had like six tight ends on that roster. But, yeah, with Tunyon, early on he was really – Struggle, Well, not struggling, but you could tell that he was, like, working himself back. He was probably 60%, 70% to start the season. I made the joke where when he caught a couple balls early on in the season, it looked like he was running in quicksand. He's He doesn't look himself. You go back a couple of years ago, he had double-digit touchdowns when they won 13-3 and three that second year with LaFleur. Um, I don't know what it is right now, though. He only had two targets last night or one target last night. He has not been involved in the offense whatsoever. For weeks. Uh, interesting to see what they do because, you know, you still have DeGuara. Who you drafted ah, really early? But God, they drafted him in the third round, Sparky. Third so round. Stop. stop. I, I think I think there's going to be just as I think there's going to be great value if you want your tight end third fourth round. There's a lot of guys out there. Hell, you know like, what I'd
1: love. I would love G- to see. Uh, what, what's that cat saying? The fullback for the Niners. Um, oh, Youchak, Kyle Youchak. Yeah, I would love a cat like that to so go with guy. Dylan. Where you line up in the I formation, that dude plows somebody, and then they got to try and take Dylan after that. Like, good luck. Have at it. Or something like that in front of Aaron Jones so you don't have to waste Dylan. Like, that to me, I know the fullback has been a dying thing in the NFL, but with all these running offenses coming back into style, I would love a big, bruising, semi-athletic fullback somewhere in like the fifth or sixth round in in that draft to add to what they've already got.
2: No, absolutely, and and teams still use fullbacks. Like the, you look at, obviously, Kyle Juszczyk, Uh The Chargers use uh, my cousin Zach Horvath out of Purdue. He's their fullback. Uh, Ingold uh, for Miami. So a lot yeah, of these sure. the floor type offenses, they do use that tight ends, super back, whatever you want to call it. The problem was I thought that was going to be Josiah DeGuarra. I'll tell you, DeGuarra could block, man, but uh, same thing. Sometimes he catches the ball, and I feel like he's running in quicksand. Uh,
1: Other thing, pass blocking. Roger said it wasn't one of their best games as far as pass blocking goes. I I thought Yash Nyman struggled at right tackle. I mean, from what I was watching. I don't know about the rest of the offensive line, but to me, Yash Iman stood out as somebody that struggled in that game.
2: No, he did. And, uh, all 22 comes out here in a couple hours. So I got my alarm set. I haven't seen it yet. Really struggled in pass pro didn't make one really, really good block down the field later on in the game showed some effort on a couple of those runs, but yeah, he really struggled. But Zach, Tom, man, Zach, Tom, I made fun of the pick only because I was like, this is like the guy when it's year eight in Madden, they're drafting guys with two first names right now, nice. Zach Tom, but man, he looks really good right now. And, uh, I think, it's, I think it's guaranteed that Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins both aren't back. I think one's back, probably Bak, right? And Elton Jenkins are probably not going and- back.
1: And as always with the Packers third round pick Because I don't think we've touched on it The other offensive lineman they drafted the third round he got suspended So third round what? magic continues for the Green Bay Packers I'm telling you just trade the damn third round pick Just be gone with it Trade it in the second round Trade your third round pick in the second round To move up in the second round to go get somebody else And who cares Or trade your third round pick this year for a second round pick next year Or whatever Just be done with that whole thing Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, topic number two. Mm. Mm. Hey, man. Keyshawn Mixon. Mm. He's awesome. Bad, bad, bad. That's all Devin I got to uh, yeah. No, he's not Devin Hester. Stop. Th- this is the thing. Compared to Amari Rogers,
2: he's Devin Hester, okay. Desmond Howard, and uh, who was the guy for the Chiefs for years? Uh, Dante Hall, all mixed in one. Sparky. Even if he's Alan Rossum, that's better
1: than what they had. Like, So, for me, this is the th- I don't think he's Hester or those guys Because he doesn't have breakaway speed What he's got is great vision And he's able to get out in space And find the hole to go He does have the ability to close it out And run away from people, right? He's not that type of speed guy I would still like that type of speed guy But when you're going from Horrible in Amari Rodgers To this, he looks like a Hall of Famer Because you've watched such crap for two years That you're like, oh my god We have a Hall of Famer returner No Okay, settle down, right? I think we're overplaying him a little bit. But but having said that, this was brought up in the post-game presser with Lafleur, And God bless Lafleur. Like, I give him credit. Lafleur goes, I know there's going to be a lot of people going, why didn't you play him earlier? And again, I'm paraphrasing. Why didn't you play him earlier? We missed. We didn't know what we had. That's on us. We missed. We didn't know. We didn't know that he was this good. We had no idea, right? which is mind-boggling if you think about it, because Basaccia had him with the Raiders. I think he returned five or six kicks with the Raiders. So Basaccia must not have known either or or that front office told Basaccia, you're playing Rodgers until further notice. I don't want to hear about anybody else. He's a third-round pick. We got to make this work. So he just shut up and said, okay, whatever. We'll do what you want to do. That's fine. Uh, And then eventually got to the point where they just couldn't do it anymore. If Nixon plays from the jump, how many more wins does this
2: team have, do you think, right now? Two? It's so hard to predict, right, Three? because uh, I don't know about that. I'd mean, I say at least two. I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers brought this up last night. When have you ever heard Aaron Rodgers bring up a special teams player? And nobody asked him, him about
1: him. That's no, the other he thing. Brought he
2: brought him up. And he knew him by Jason, name. And, Jason will really asked him the question.
1: Him. He answered the question, and then he goes, and on a, a side note, I want to talk about Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn. Like, nobody brought him up. He brought no. him up all by himself.
2: And Rodgers has been guilty at times, I think, this is a take that I've had, of not knowing everybody's first name, like some of these practice squad or special teams guys. I'll never forget Rasul Douglas, the Arizona game, made a couple plays. And Rodgers like, he kept saying, he and that guy. And as a person that forgets everybody's name, that's a classic Ryan Horvat move. He, that guy, he does not Just bring – Just call him by number. Play. That's what Rodgers should do. He, Just call yeah, him he by called number. him out, though, by first name, shouted yeah. him out and said – Man, it's hard to, he goes, I don't like to play the what if game, but man, imagine if You know, some of these guys were playing early on in the season. Kingsley being another one, although he wasn't going to play early on in the season because Rod Gary was on the field and he had six sacks before he got hurt. But look at that game last night for Nixon, man. Not only does he have the three kick returns for, what, 94, 95 yards, but he also had one called back because of Jonathan Garvin. He had two punt returns for 36 yards. And that was ticky-tack, by the way. That call on Garvin was totally ticky-tack. It was typical NFL, though, Anytime you get a good return, I feel. But, yeah, you would have started uh, with better field position. I don't know if they have three more wins two more wins but I just don't understand how the hell this guy wasn't returning punts returning kicks even if the front office was like you have to get Amari Rodgers on the field he's clearly better as a wide receiver he scored a couple touchdowns since he's left and I'm not saying he's a great wide receiver but if you had to get him on the field he should have been the gadget guy he could have been the Tyler Irvin you know the the jet sweep guy the jet you know the jet the motion guy but uh it's 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 kind of it it's it's fun to watch, but also it's painful because again, this team this is not a terrible football team. It's not a great football team, but they're not what the record is. And uh, if Keyshawn was out there earlier, it would have been a much better product Dan and I wouldn't have a stomach ulcer yeah. from watching Amari Rogers return once. I think they're eight and six. I do. I think they're eight and six right now. If he's how many games did Rogers screw up for them? I was going to say there was some bad turnovers. They had all the momentum in that game in Washington. But he also never,
1: he also, but forget the turnovers for a second. Yes. Turnovers are a big part of it. How many times did he flip the field for them? Never. How many times this dude does it like once a game, at least sometimes multiple times in a game. Like to me, that's the biggest thing. And and sometimes you flip the field, you get a 15 yard penalty. You got the ball at their 35 and then you had a punt on that damn possession. You couldn't even score, but that's the stuff where it, where it changes everything. And I own, I owe Keyshawn Nixon an apology. I am sorry. What I said earlier in the year, I will apologize. I didn't put it on Twitter. It was in a current Long podcast. But, but I apologize because when Stokes went down, I said, oh, boy, now you got to play Nixon. That dude was not brought here to play defense. That dude was brought here to play special teams by Basaccia from the Raiders. Gunacuns talked about how they changed the philosophy in their offseason. They're they bringing in special teams only guys and is going to sacrifice maybe possible depth at other positions. But mm. that was a choice they made. Hey, yo, he's playing well. Yeah, He's playing really well on defense. I mean, we're all talking about his kick returns, and rightfully so. But defensively, we're not hearing a lot of Nixon got burned for that long play. Nixon got burned for that play. Like, you're not hearing any of that with him.
2: No, and, and here's the thing, man. A lot of these guys, maybe I'm not saying this is their last shot, but some of these guys, these special teams players and these guys, getting some action right now. Kingsley, uh, obviously Keyshawn they're going to make the best of their opportunity to get that next contract, to get that next gig, that next job. I mean, look at Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas last year. They played yeah. the best football they've ever played in their careers to get paid. And so uh, not surprising. Also, really quick, like a couple weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers, his post-game presser or on the McAfee show, whenever it was, it's been a while. Same year. thing
1: but almost. Pretty really much almost the same great,
2: thing. Right. Remember he said – he pretty much said, like, some of these guys shouldn't be playing. And everybody took that as, oh, man. Well, he's, that was McAfee's he's, show. He's yeah. crushing the wide receiver room. He's calling out his wide receivers. I don't think it was all about the wide receivers. I think it was, yeah, I mean, Amari Rodgers. But I think what he was saying is guys on the sidelines that will give better effort. Maybe some of these guys have quit. You know, maybe some of these guys – uh, they're a little too comfortable with their position, Darnell Savage. And now we're seeing some of these guys go out there on the field and they're making plays right now, and they look like they want to be there. Again, this goes back to just last night, opening kickoff. You saw they were fired up for that game. And I know they were coming off the bye, and it's primetime, stand-alone game, so all eyeballs are on them. It's easy to get up for those primetime games. Not as easy to get up for 1 p.m. Right. you know, against uh, the Lions. But still um, – I think that's what he was saying, and now we're seeing that. We're seeing that with guys like Keyshawn, and gone are the guys like Amari Rodgers, who I just don't understand why they kept getting opportunity after opportunity. Dean Lowry, every year, it's like, put this guy in a milk carton, and then last night, we're watching Wyatt out there. Wyatt made some plays. That opened things up for Kenny Clark, and I don't know what's been going on with Kenny Clark. Who has him motivated again? He's playing well now. Keep that going for next year. Now we can make the Aaron Donald comparisons. Last night, he took out a double team. Oh, my God. I can't wait to go watch this all 22. When he plays like that, I mean, he's worthy of that contract. And I get the Aaron Donald comparisons. But then what's so frustrating is there's weeks where I'm not saying he takes plays off, but I forget he's on the field, man. And he's a big dude. Like, you should always see 97 on your television screen because he's a big dude. And there's some weeks where I'm like, oh, forgot Kenny Clark, Right you know yeah yeah, no doubt uh when we talk about uh
1: nixon yeah he's is awesome. he is he the long-term answer now are, are you set horvath of say goody just pay him let's secure him here for the next three years whatever the case may be and we don't have to worry about that position anymore are you that in on Keyshawn
2: nixon right now I mean, like, unfortunately, I think I have to be just because I know what the alternative is. It's, it's the Ty Montgomery's that are taking the ball out of the end zone and costing you games against the Rams and the New England Patriots. It's, it's Amari Rogers and that project. And we're seeing, like, how important special teams are. You go back Absolutely. a couple of years ago, the most painful day of my life against Seattle, what cost them that game? Special teams. Last year against the San Francisco 49ers. If the Packers got the Rams at Lambeau Field, They would have crushed them. They would have went to the Super Bowl and they would have beat the living hell out of the Cincinnati Bengals. They at least would have won that game and they would have been the Super Bowl champs. The Niners were a terrible matchup, but they they still should have won that game. They dominated San Francisco, man. They sacked Jimmy G in that game four times. The Niners didn't score an offensive touchdown. They won that game because of not one, but two special teams blunders. So I think as crazy as this sounds, yeah, I've seen enough and do whatever you got to do because... Field position, like you said, flipping the field, so important. Special teams, so important. It's the reason why this team doesn't have two more Super Bowls, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with you on that. All right, last topic. Just how good is this 22 draft class for the Green Bay Packers? Hey, man, you can say whatever you want. Last night, I went through and I was looking at uh, all these different draft classes uh, for the Packers in, in Packers history. And there aren't any that I can find. Where you might have as many impact players in one draft class as this one, because you're talking about two starting wide receivers, it looks like, and Watson and Dobbs going forward for the next however many years, whether it's with Love or Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think they got two starting wide receivers. They've got a starting middle linebacker in Quay Walker. Wyatt took Lowry's snaps, it looks like. I didn't see the snap counts from last night, but it looked like Lowry or it looked like White was on the field more than Lowry was last night. So you might have a starting defensive lineman. Uh, in Wyatt as well. Zach Tom, you already talked about him. He's starting somewhere on that damn offensive line going forward. Whatever position he's going to be, that's five starters. And that's without Kingsley in there. And we don't know what they're doing with Preston Smith, but – that's Al Kingsley in there. If now again, I don't think they're moving on from Preston Smith, but if they were to move on from Preston Smith, he's starting too opposite Rashawn Gary. Clearly, he's proven he can get to a quarterback. So you could might have six starters out of this draft, and that doesn't include the knucklehead who got suspended in the third round, the offensive lineman Ryan. So six starters in a draft class, Horvath? That's that yeah. does not happen in the National Football League. Does not. No,
2: it, it doesn't. Before I get to that really quick, though, game ball, Preston Smith as well. Two sacks, oh, yeah. two tackles for a loss last sure. night. He was a monster, and he's balled out this season. Um, I'm a big Preston Smith guy. I want him back. But, uh, yeah, man, the only – I would say this is the best draft class this season. The only thing is the Jets. Now, that was – I mean, that that's, that's the only thing. I mean, you get Sauce Gardner, you get – I mean, um, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, who looked like a top five back before tearing his ACL. So the Jets had a hell of a draft, but so did uh, the Packers. And, you know, I'm pretty hard on Brian Gudikins, but he knocked this one. It looks like right now he looks like he knocked this one out of the park. Zach Tom looks like a great offensive lineman. Quay Walker, when he doesn't have to think, I want to see Quay Walker rush from the edge a little bit more because he's explosive he's hard to block man he's a playmaker i believe he had five tackles last night he had a forced fumble he had a quarterback hit he had that sack uh he actually should have had an interception in that game as well man he is a playmaker you see it with him and he's only going to continue to get better once he starts to pick up on the nfl game um both wide receivers Christian Watson is so damn good right now that Jalen Ramsey who usually stays on an island actually shattered him pretty much you know for yep. an entire half kind of like he did against Devontae Adams Romeo Dobbs great route runner this is a great draft class this has me excited for next year you know even if they don't win out if they lose the Miami or if they just don't get the luck that they need I feel good about next season Hoping Aaron Rodgers comes back, even if it's Jordan Love. Feeling really good about the offensive side of the ball. Feeling a little bit better about the defensive side of the ball. Really feeling good about Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, which is great because then you need a veteran wide receiver. Maybe you bring back Lazard. Cobb's probably back. You know, Maybe it's a guy like Torre. But then you don't have to focus on that position in the draft because even though – I complain about using all these picks on the defensive side of the ball. It looks like they're probably going to have to do so again uh, this year. So it's good not to have to worry about the wide receiver room for the first time in a long time, because this draft class looks like the real deal.
1: So if you go on pro football reference, which I did last night, and I was going through draft classes, like, okay, how many other draft classes can you say they have five possible stars from? You can't find them. So now as I'm going back, Aaron Rodgers right the lone guy from the 2005 draft class that's still playing Nick Collins was a second round pick Terrence Murphy he was here and gone wow. uh, Underwood Papinga uh, Coston, Michael Hawkins, Mike Montgomery, Craig Bragg, Kurt Campbell, Will Whitaker. That like was a that part of Broken
2: Dreams right here.
1: Yeah, that, so that was 2005. Yeah. 2006, there's nobody left, but they got some play out of that class. Hawk, Darren College, Greg Jennings, Abdul Hodge, Jason Spitz, Corey Rogers, Will Blackman, uh, Ingle Martin, remember him, the quarterback, Tony Mull, Johnny Jolly. That was a pretty good draft class when you start looking at starters and guys who played in the league. Here you go. Here, here, here's what I got for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Now, Eyes on the eyes on the camera here as we're doing this. I don't want you cheating and looking it up and telling me who this guy is. Because beforehand, I told Horvath, I got somebody I've never heard of, and I swear to God, I definitely did not know, A, he was drafted by the Packers, and, B, that he was still in the National Football League. In 2007, the Packers drafted Mason Crosby in the sixth round, okay? There is a player from that draft class still playing in the National Football League. From 2007. The first round pick that year was Justin Harrell. <laughs> he's not playing. Yeah. The second round pick was Brandon Jackson, running back, not playing. Okay. James Jones was the third round pick. He's a media star. Aaron Rouse, the safety. Uh, he's not playing. Alan Barber, offensive lineman. David Clowney, the wide receiver. Jesus. Uh, Corey Hall, linebacker. Desmond Bishop, sixth-round pick. He played for a while, right? Mason Crosby, the other sixth-round pick. They had two seventh-round picks, Horvat, Deshaun Wynn, the running back, I always thought he was better than he was. Deshaun win. Deshaun win. I thought he'd be better at running back. Yeah. Uh, who is the other seventh round pick? Because that's the player who's still in the league. Their last pick in the 2007 draft, the very last pick, 243 overall for the Green Bay Packers. He's still playing in the National Football
2: League, not for the Green Bay Packers, obviously. Oh man, is he a special? You're never gonna team. guess it. it. I get. Can I get two? Can I get two hands? Sure. He has right. a name that has a – his name has no, – no, no, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that because then that will be too easy. I just. No, need, no, no I'm going to tell you. His name
1: has two first names. His last name could be his first name. His first name could be his last name.
2: One of those guys. All right. Is he a tight end or a special teams player? When they drafted him, he was a tight end. Oh, it's Clark Harris.
1: Get out of here. Stop. Shut up. How do you know that?
2: Because he You're was looking it at on your computer. Get out of here! How am I looking it yeah. at it on my computer? My hands Jeez. are right here. You're like Wayne. Clark Harris. Do- yeah, Clark Plus, Harris. In you- the league. What do you mean? Yeah, because he's one of the oldest dudes in the league, and the Packers drafted him. Clark, Clark Harris. Harris
1: never played for the Packers. Was a tight end for the uh, Houston in 2008. And it's since then, he's been with the Cincinnati Bengals Wangle. since 2009 as a long snapper.
2: Yes. I, so, the funny thing is, every year, me, every year, me and Winkler, if the Packers are, we, we don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. We, well, we always pick an AFC team. And for a couple of years, it was the Browns. I fell in love with Joe Burrow and this Bengals team, man. So, I did actually, unfortunately, I'm telling you, I need to get out of the house more. You, you need something.
1: Clark Harris, could have. you could have given me th- till next Christmas without
2: looking at a computer. There's no way everyone would have guessed Clark Harris. What's was funny still in is the you league. said two names, though, in that draft that I do not remember ever, ever suiting up for the Packers and never heard of them. Though.
1: Yeah, it's just amazing. You go through the Packer draft history. But, but the point is, this 2022 draft class, it, again – Okay, so you could say you could say they're starters. Okay, well, if you're a starter for the Houston Texans, that doesn't necessarily mean you're really good. just means they have nobody else, so you have to start. But I think Romeo and Watson can both be good wide receivers regardless of team, right? I think that's legit. I think Zach Tom could be really good regardless of team and what his position is. You saw, you're seeing Quay Walker here. I mean, yeah. last night, Ryan, hold on. You're seeing kind of what the future might look like with Quay Walker. I mean, he he's doing stuff now where he's getting it, stepping in front of guys at the last second, almost getting an interception, going back to the house with it. You're starting to see what that dude's all about. That dude could be special like everybody thought. It took him a little while to figure it out, but they're going to have some really good players out of this draft,
2: providing they all stay healthy. And it's a tough position just to step in and figure out, right, inside linebacker. Especially Even when you got to people- call plays because Campbell gets hurt. Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it, the talent is there. Uh, he's, you know, he's a little bit of a project, but man, oh, he looked damn good last night. So you're obviously excited for him on the defensive side of the ball and that pick, like it looks like it's going to work out, but I'm just as excited for, for, for Wyatt, man, like finally getting an opportunity here these last few weeks and he's making the most of it because we've been saying for years, Kenny Clark needs help. The Packers are wasting Kenny Clark's prime. Maybe they already have, but, um, they look good last night. And I know it's the Rams, man, and I know that they're all beat up right now, but still, you know, that's a Sean McVay offense, but they balled out last night. And this class, I think I owe Brian Gudikins an apology, uh, at least for this year, because this draft class, he knocked it out of the park.
1: I uh, Next, Curtin Long, I want to get into that piece from the athletic uh, from over the weekend. Uh, talking about uh, the Aaron Rodgers hand signals oh yeah, and how hard it is to play with Aaron Rodgers with his hand signals. And the fact that there were guys on the record, former players, not surprising, and current players on the record in this piece talking about playing with Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Jordan Love, and the guy that randomly got cut yesterday, Sammy Watkins, also was on the record in that article. Uh, as well, and then was released. So I, I wanted to get into all that uh, uh, on the next Curtin Long. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget tell your friends, tell your family if they don't know about Kurt and Long. Tell them check out this brand new Packers podcast that started just this season with Ryan Horvath uh, and Steve Sparky Fire Pfeiffer, Follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me uh, at Sparky Radio. Podcasts available uh, wherever you're listening to it right now. Plus Odyssey, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. There's no reason why you can't uh, check out this podcast, Ryan Horvath. Bob, thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you.